2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is VSIN tonight with veteran handicappers Matt
3: Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: All right, it's super week here on VSIN, and it's VSIN tonight. On a Wednesday night, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, the Circuit Sportsbook, where it's still 49ers minus two against the Chiefs, total of 47 and a half. Where are the big bets? Where's the big money on the Super Bowl this week? Well, Patrick Everson, reporter for Vegas Insider, tweeted this today. So far, three of the largest Super Bowl bets reported were on the 49ers on the money line. All three at Caesar Sports. One million on the Niners at minus 120. That was a week ago. 500,000 on the Niners at minus 125 today. Actually, that was last week, and uh, today it was 136,000 on the Niners, at 130, but I actually think there's more, uh, more showing up on the Niners. I saw another tweet today, to follow-up on what Patrick Everson tweeted, about uh, more big money coming in on the Niners, and I think it might be the six biggest bets reported at this point are all on the favorite, the 49ers. Uh, Wes Reynolds, does that mean anything to you?
3: Not really a surprise. I, I think, you know, when you can get a cheap money line on, on a favorite in the Super Bowl, that's what I think people are going to do, and that's what you've seen. Not on the spread, just going ahead and laying it on the money line. Uh, seeing a couple two-and-a-halves actually actually on the screen here at some faraway stores, I believe uh, Superbook uh, here in town over at the Westgate is currently at two-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, I even did see a quick three at a notable faraway store that uh, takes its fair share of sharp action. So hasn't come back. I I think maybe, you know, when a lot of the money comes into town over the weekend, I think that this is certainly going to drop though back. And I still think it's going to close at one and a half.
4: Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, who was on the show with us last night, said seven six-figure bets so far on the Super Bowl, all seven on the 49ers. So there you go. The big money... I had someone, uh, let's say, text me today and say, am I crazy? It seems like everybody is on the Chiefs. I said, uh, I don't think you're crazy. A- everybody I, is I, I, a relative term. Yeah, I think uh, everybody's got a little bit different perception. Depends what shows you listen to. or you know, Sometimes people hear what they want to hear, too. Right. And I do think there are probably a little bit more Kansas City Chiefs opinions out there from what I've heard on shows or in the public in general. But, I mean, you look at the facts here, you get got seven – The seven biggest bets on the Super Bowl at this point are all on the 49ers. So you can't say everybody's on the Chiefs, okay?
3: No, 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 you can't, I think. And it depends on what, you know, what shows you listen to or what uh, what groups uh, that you listen to their opinions. You're going to get different answers, I I think, in this game. Uh, There is no quick, clear, you know, we always use the adage pros versus Joes, right? There's no clear pro side, and there's no clear Joe side in this game. You're going to have people of all different stripes on both sides of this one, side and
4: total. I think in the v Sin Super Bowl betting guide, I heard Mitch Moss and Paul Howard talking about it this morning on Follow the Money that uh, there are 34 opinions in there on the game and 21 Chiefs, 13 on the 49ers. So uh, just plenty of different things you can look at going up, leading up to the game this week. And uh, like I said, my answer to uh, the friend who asked me today. Now you're going to have sharps on the Niners and sharps on the Chiefs. Maybe a little bit more public on the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean the Chiefs are public dogs. Let's yeah, it this way. I'm and it
3: and, and and also doesn't mean that they're necessarily the wrong side either. So, uh, you know, we shall see. I think we're going to get two-way action uh, for the game. And like, I, like we've been talking about all week, it's going to dance around that one and a half or two. It's not going to three and it's not going to pick them. So it's going to dance there right in the middle.
4: Wes, well, so I just got an opinion from a true, true sharp. Mike Scaliott, the Italian mm-hmm. Stallion. The Italian Stallion, the brother yes. brother of Al Scaliott, the owner of Brooklyn's Best Pizza and Pasta, and Dom DeMarco's. The play for Mike Scaliott is in. Chiefs plus 120 on the money line. And he's also playing the Chiefs on a teaser and teasing it under. So there you go. That's, uh... The Italian,
5: Italian Stallion, stallion has weighed Bowl in. play
4: is official. And in fact, uh... He's got a new podcast. I'll mention that later in the show. And, uh, he and his brother, Al have a new podcast to announce. All right. So that's the update on Super Bowl betting as we start the show on our Wednesday night, but we got a lot of college hoops coming down to the wire tonight. And Wisconsin is in the process of knocking itself out of the big 10 title race. Wes Reynolds, give us an update on Wisconsin and Michigan in the final minute in Ann Arbor.
3: Yeah, we are in the, in the uh, final minute here. And, uh, michigan is pretty much let throughout and actually we are now just about to go final and we are 72 68 wolverines over the badgers tonight uh that badger line that went up to eight and a half and i was like was there an injury we don't know about or is it just people fading michigan and people were and uh they did not get it done wisconsin yeah they were up as high as eight and a half point favorites at a couple faraway stores and Michigan pretty much wire-to-wire. I think they pretty much led Uh, about the whole game. Wisconsin took
4: a 48-to-44 lead in the second half. Okay. And uh, then proceeded to jack up two three-pointers early in the shot clock that were nowhere close and let Michigan right back in it. Yeah. It's just low-IQ basketball from a Badgers team that you would have known. That's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it's a Wisconsin team that was in the top ten in Kim Palm in offensive efficiency. And you're getting anything – you want at the rim, and all of a sudden you take a four-point lead and you start throwing up threes from 25 feet early in the shot clock and miss. Can you tell I was on Wisconsin? I yeah. laid five overnight. So much for closing line value. Yeah,
3: ex- exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where's, uh, where's the uh, CLV trash can? Uh, well, that's from- where my
4: bet is right now <laughs> in the trash can because uh, the Wisconsin Badgers have lost three in a row. And this one is particularly embarrassing. Now, a week ago, you blow an 18-point lead in the second half at Nebraska. Huskers are starting to establish a pretty good home court. Uh, really knocked off a lot of uh, elite teams in recent years. So, all right, you blow a lead on the road to Nebraska, which is probably going to be an NCAA tournament team. That's one thing. You lose at home to Purdue over the weekend. You shoot three for 19 from three. But to go on the road tonight after back-to-back losses, a championship team is supposed to respond in a situation like this where you lose back-to-back games. The Badgers came out and played dead on the road tonight. And I could tell early that this bet was in big trouble. I never got out of it. It's a loser. I'm stuck with it on Wisconsin. But you could see this didn't have much energy tonight. They were lazy when it came to chasing loose balls, poor shot selection. That's not what you expect from a great guard team. And again, this is a Michigan team that blew a 15-point home lead over the weekend against Rutgers and lost by double digits.
3: Yeah. And, so and it kind it, of
4: tough to handicap. It, you know, it, do, to it
3: does right. see, it does seem like a dead team, but look, you will get those results. Strangely, yeah. strangely enough here. So, uh, uh, Wisconsin, uh, falling out of that big 10 race because re- remember they started undefeated, uh, you know, in into mid January. And it was like, okay, now we need to look at them as a legitimate conference contender. And, uh, uh Purdue grinded one out, uh, up in the coal center over the weekend. And, uh, now Wisconsin's got to reset, but teams hit those skids, Matt, sometimes. They, you know, they lose two, three in a row. And then it's like, okay, what's the matter with this team? And then, you know, fill in the blank here. What's the matter with that well, team the next uh, night? Now
4: you can't ask what's the matter with Wisconsin. You, 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 you can After when you you, can when you
3: when you lose to Michigan.
4: When you lose three in a row and you lose to Michigan, you can't ask what's wrong with whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. 72-68 the final again. That was five overnight here at Circa and closed eight at most spots in Vegas, but it doesn't matter. The money on the wrong side, and so was I with Wisconsin. And now that's three losses in a row for the Badgers and four overall in Big Ten play.
3: And they got to go to Rutgers on Saturday, and that's not a great Rutgers team, but that's still a tough place to win.
4: Rutgers team that just beat Michigan by double digits on the road. Uh, Villanova at Xavier tonight, and uh, Villanova's had a a lot of problems recently, losing five of six. Well, uh, Wes, I think we can make it six of seven. Yeah, final score. Musketeers have won this 56-53 as three-point favorites. I think the odds makers made a good number there, but not the total. Total was 149, and it lands on 109.
3: Well, Xavier's been a little bit more up-tempo this year, uh, especially with the the two big guys. Jerome Hunter was about to come back, actually, and then hurt hurt himself again in practice. So they've been without Hunter and uh, Zach Fremantle all year. Uh, very bad shooting for these teams. Xavier was only 6 of 27 from the three. Villanova, 6 of 21. Villanova, 19 of 56 from the floor. Xavier, 21 of thir- of 61. But it was enough. Uh, 56 to 53, Xavier gets the win over the Villanova Wildcats.
4: All right. I played two other favorites tonight Auburn, playing 5.5 against Alabama. And I also laid uh, the points with uh, Northwestern against. Uh, Nebraska, I think that game's about to tip off.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to get tipped off here momentarily. I can update on Auburn here. 6.05 left to go. It has been all Tigers, 64 to – or 84, rather, to 68. Uh, uh, Johnny Broom with 22 uh, to lead the Tigers and really just just uh, getting to the foul line is what they're doing and scoring at the rim. Auburn's actually only shooting 5 of 18 from the three, about 29 of 36 from the line, though. Getting to the rim on Alabama, and that's what you can do in an up-tempo game.
4: Northwestern, a five-point favorite overnight against Nebraska. Looks like it's going to close at six, and that total is at 142. I also played that one over, so got Northwestern in the over. But a loser with uh, Wisconsin. As we, uh, we open the show tonight, we'll talk more college hoops. Pretty good card tonight. Were you telling me the Wednesdays are the nights where you have a tough time in college hoops? or Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday for me. Okay. All right, so I'm off to a rough start on uh, – Wednesday, after a great Tuesday, we'll see how the night finishes. On this show, Matt Grill of DraftKings is going to join us next. We're going to talk Super Bowl betting and golf. Also, a little college hoops with Grill from the DraftKings headquarters tonight. David Bierman of Pro Football Network joins us in studio. He's here to cover the Super Bowl this week. Bierman kicks off hour number two, and Ian Cameron, the Canadian kid, joins us with his Super Bowl best bets. And also in the final hour tonight, Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest. We've got two big golf tournaments this week, the Live Event in Las Vegas and the Phoenix Open. So that's the lineup. Matt Grill, David Bierman, Ian Cameron, and Stephen Hennessy on a Wednesday night. We'll take a quick break, and we come back with uh, Matt Grill of DraftKings. Stay tuned. This is v tonight, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
0: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
5: This is
3: VSEN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the Sports
4: Betting Network. VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on an annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199 instead of the normal price of $240. Use promo code TONIGHT. Get access to everything on the newlookvsyn.com website. Again, promo code TONIGHT. Your first year VSIN Pro access for only $199. slash subscribe. Let's kick it out to the DraftKings headquarters in Las Vegas. Matt Grill, trading manager, joins us as he does uh, every Wednesday. It's VSEN Super Week. So, Grill, we got to kick it off talking about the Super Bowl. What's uh, the action been like at the DraftKings Sportsbook so far? And um, do you anticipate any numbers moving in, t- in terms of the, the side or the to- total before we get the kickoff?
5: Yeah, hey guys, we're only a couple days away now. I think four days out from the Super Bowl here in Vegas, and uh, you know it's just crazy. Just you know, seeing all these people coming into town, just the prices you're hearing to get into the game is like I don't know. It's it's like so off the charts. It's crazy. But yeah, guys, action seating up here as well at the office with bets coming in uh, leading into the weekend. You know, we're sitting two and, and forty-seven on the game. And like you mentioned, Matt, you mentioned uh, the game. You know, is it going to move much from here on out? I, I don't really, I don't really foresee that too much. You know, we, I think it would take a pretty big chunk of change to come in and move these these numbers now, but you know, still could definitely happen, I think uh, we're still gonna get you know the majority of our bets coming in the day before the day of so yeah anything could happen still, but i think we're pretty solid on that too right now in the niners uh but yeah real really good action so far on, on the mvp market uh, a lot of these other props you know we keep adding them a- every day here more and more so uh you know you can just go through and you'd be scrolling through for for an hour you know through the app right now yep. uh, all these apps looking for all the different stuff and you know price shopping uh good luck out there but uh yeah heating up and can't wait for the game sunday
4: yeah, so many props. It's very time-consuming going through them all. And I noticed Wes Reynolds dug one up that was uh, pretty interesting in the SIM betting Guide we'll talk about later in the show. Grill, you're a Vegas guy. have been here for a long time. Uh, what's it like for you to see the Super Bowl here? A lot of people said this would never happen. I remember even 10 years ago, <laughs> a lot of a lot of smart people said, NFL will never come to Vegas. That'll never happen. Never say never.
5: Yeah, exactly. You know, 10 years ago, it would have never thought, right? But, you know, I'm glad they got it in this, the Super Bowl 58, because uh, otherwise the next year, LV and the Roman numerals would not have been the name, so they had to get it this year, so it all worked out perfectly. Uh, you know, everyone's going to be descending upon the city this week. Uh, you know, we've got a lot going on, too. We've got Live Golf here in town uh, a couple hours away, uh, Waste Management, which we're going to get to in a second down at Phoenix. So very busy sports week, a lot going on, keeping us busy here at DK.
3: And uh, college basketball, obviously, all week Uh, and uh, big slate on Saturday, very small slate on Sunday, obviously, because of uh, the big game here. So, uh, uh, Matt, in terms of uh, tonight's action, it's always a big night on Wednesday night. What was the uh, notable things that came across uh, the trading room there at DraftKings on the college basketball card tonight?
5: Yeah, Wes, uh, last Saturday was our, our biggest Saturday of the year so far. You know, We had the four, I, I think, sorry, three top 10 matchups, another one Sunday. So College Hoops really been heating up. Uh, Monday, we had the upset of K-State over Kansas. That was actually our largest uh, bet on game of the year, if you can believe it. That was a standalone game Monday. Good result for us with the upset, same thing last night. Uh, Clemson taking down UNC, really good result for us. And yeah, guys, you just mentioned we got another one here with uh, uh, Michigan taking on Wisconsin, uh, handing the Badgers the third straight loss. So Badgers reeling a little bit here. Uh, Then a couple other good ones tonight. Uh, Auburn, Alabama was a big game in the SEC. Uh, Auburn with a blow at Obama, so that's going to help um, them with their seating here. Uh, knocking Alabama off the top spot in the SEC right now, so great co- uh, races in these conferences going on, and it's just seemingly every night here, great games going on, guys in college hoops. Yeah,
4: Auburn's uh, probably going to top 100 points in that game against Alabama tonight. It's a blowout in favor of Auburn. Alright, let's talk golf. we got plenty of minute, plenty of time here. Grill, uh, you, Wes, and I love to talk golf. we got two big tournaments because we have the Live event in Las Vegas, at the Las Vegas Country Club, in my backyard, and uh, they're ready to go tomorrow. John Rom, the favorite. How much action will you take on this live event, and can you handicap it for us?
5: Yeah, guys, it's actually been a little bit more popular this week. I think it was kind of buoyed by you know no PGA last Sunday. People were myself. I was watching live for a couple hours on Sunday uh, with no other golf going on. Of course, it was a playoff, pretty exciting with four holes there between Sergio and the eventual champion Joaquin Noah or uh, uh, Neiman, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of helping things this week. You know, there's a little bit more interest. You know, people know the Super Bowl's here. I think you're going to see you know some uh, some maybe some big names out in the crowds. This year, I'm going Friday, Matt. Uh, I don't know if you might be or Wes, uh, but maybe I'll see you out there. I'm looking forward to that, checking it out, checking out the experience. Uh, But I, I went single bullet style this week, guys. I'm on Tyrell Hatton here as about the second or third favorite. Been playing well in the PGA Tour. He didn't quite get that win when he was hot last year. He had a good showing in his first event last week. You know, maybe he's, you know, with his pocket stuff full of cash now with us, coming over, signing with them. Maybe he's feeling free and easy now. He's one of the more volatile guys out there. So maybe he can just go play now and not really worry about the money or anything like that. And Like Terrell this week.
3: Yeah, he certainly putted very well last week. Is up. Uh, already won the team competition with uh, with uh, John Rahm, his new Legion teammate. Uh, so uh, Joaquin Neiman, as Matt mentioned, uh, won last week, got there for us at 14 to 1. Uh, Brooks Kepka is uh, the guy on the low end that I'm going with this week in terms of low price.
4: Girl, you played this course, Las Vegas Country Club, and Wes Weston, and I've talked about it's barely 7,000 yards. So, um, what type of player do you think fits the profile of a winner out here over three rounds, a country club that's going to play short?
5: Yeah, real interesting, guys. I've played, it's been a couple of years now, Matt, but I've probably been out there 10 or 15 times or so over the over the last couple of decades. And, you know, there's really not too much trouble. It's just, I think it's a matter of, are they going to kind of narrow the fairways, grow the rough out? I really don't know. I uh, haven't really looked into what the setup's going to be. Uh, but you know, you can. I think maybe just kind of bomb and gouge here, just kind of get it out there as far as possible. You guys mentioned it's it's barely 7,000 yards. Maybe a bunch of these guys are just going to be trying to have you know 50 yards in, 80 yards in, you know, on the par fives, maybe under 200 on a lot of these holes, and just kind of deal with getting the ball out there as as far as possible, getting on the green and maybe turning it into a, a bit of a putting contest. So another guy on the fringe, I still might kind of add him tonight. Cam Smith, you know, if he can get the putter hot and just you know be hitting these greens and turn it into a putting contest, I think he'd be another one to look for this week.
3: Matt, uh, let's go to the other uh, golf tournament, and that's down at TPC Scottsdale. We talked to uh, Johnny Avello uh, earlier this week. He was down at the DraftKings Sportsbook right there at TPC Scottsdale. Not an elevated event this year, signature event rather, but uh, a pretty good field despite the fact he had two at the top, uh, Victor Hovland and Xander Schauffele withdraw on Monday. Scotty Scheffler going for the 3 He's going for the Stricker, who was the last uh, guy <laughs> to uh, win three of the same PGA Tour event three years in a row at the John Deere Classic. So, Scheffler's trying to do that here at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Plus 450, not as good as the 28 to 1. We had him uh, a couple of years ago when he won his first PGA Tour event. But who are the betters gravitating towards if they're not going with the favorite for the 3P?
5: Yeah, guys. You know, Johnny must have forgot to call me this week. Wish I was down there with him. Not the case. I've got to be here and, and do a little bit of work. You know, of course, busy with the Super Bowl. Uh, but I digress. You know, maybe maybe next year. Um. Yeah, guys. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, it's pretty funny. We got, we have four big losers this week, and everyone else we're in a good good position with. One of those actually being a little bit surprising at the price. Scotty Scheffler plus 450 right now. Pretty big loser on him this week. Uh, of course, another one, no surprise here. Justin Thomas playing a lot better again. Good course history here. Uh, crossover win with this tournament at the Waste Management, with the players, with uh, major champions. It's one of the top five most indicative uh, courses for uh, your past success, for, for for future success. So something to keep in mind there. So JT, we're a loser. He's currently sitting eight, 11 to 1. Uh, Sahit Tagala, no surprise there. He's popular every week. He almost won here a couple years back, sitting at 40 to 1. And then Ricky Fowler, uh, another former... Uh, winner of this event, you know, really good uh, success here, but not good form lately. So he's 55 to one. Those are really our four pack of big losers this week, guys. We do really well on everybody else.
4: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, You mentioned uh, Ricky Fowler. I was looking at him last night and I thought that might be a a player actually worth a shot. So I actually grabbed him at 60 to one. I have not bet Ricky Fowler in a long time. I took a shot on him there at those odds. Former champion uh, here. Yep, yeah, might, exactly. might be one
5: of those things, guys. Like, you know, Masters is real indicative of, of former success. You know, look at Phil last year. He got mm-hmm. second. So it could be one of those things with Ricky where he just kind of comes out of the blue here and, and competes because he he, is, he loves his course so much.
4: All right. So who do you like this week? And uh, on the future sport or matchups or top 10 or top 20, DraftKings has a great menu up for golf as usual.
5: Yeah, guys, a lot of familiar names this week. Uh, going back on the JT Poston wagon, I got him early the week at a good number. Uh, pretty good success here too, so I'm going with the other JT. Uh, one I grabbed the very first thing Monday morning, as early as possible. BH on, I got him at a great number. He's all the money's been coming out, down on him. He's got some good success here, some good ability to have a spike spike around, uh Good form lately, so. Really thinking BHM might get a winner soon, so I, I love that. It's probably my favorite play of the week in him. Uh, also, Matthew Fitzpatrick, some good success here. Uh, Saith Gaul, one of our losers. I'm actually on him myself here. First time I've bet him all year. Uh, Matt, I'm going to our guy Cam Young, of course. Uh, don't like that I am, but like the number on him. And then um, one little bit of a longer shot, around the 80 or 90 to one mark. Playing real well, a little quiet. Kevin Yu, uh, good couple of tournaments lately. So those are the guys I'm riding with this week, uh, fellas.
4: What number did you get on Cameron Young this week?
5: he was uh, just below 50 i think it was 2 days ago okay Is that I, I would not have played i would not have played him at like below 40 but up around mm-hmm. 50 i gave it a shot
4: <laughs> yeah i was tempted this week too but uh you know it's been it's been better to stay away from Cameron Young lately Wes, were you tempted at 50 to 1 on i Cameron was
3: Nearing? a little bit and actually uh, grill and i match up on a couple i'm also on benny on uh, this week as well as the the gala so uh Hopefully, we can get
4: one of them, too, gentlemen, home. I did bet the gala as well. All right, Matt Grill of DraftKings on Twitter at DK Sportsbook. Grill, thanks for joining us, as always, and uh, good luck this weekend. Have a good time out at the Live event on Friday.
5: Thanks, guys. It's going to be a real fun week with everything going on.
4: All right, quick break here on the big show. We'll come back, talk more college basketball and NBA betting. Stay tuned. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds
3: on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: VSIN Super Bowl Betting Guide is out now to help you bet on the big game. The guide features in depth team breakdowns, Steve Mackinan's Super Bowl simulation with player projections, and our favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from VSIN host and guest. Brent Musberger's pick on the game is in there too. Get the guide and all the VSIN has to offer. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today at vsin.com/slash pro. We got a final Auburn 99, Alabama 81. Auburn uh, walk on into the bench sort of kid. Had two free throws with 20 seconds to go, Wes. He missed the first, made the second. I know the crowd wanted 100 yes. points against Bama. And Alabama dribbled out the last 20 <laughs> seconds, so Auburn could not get a shot at 100 points. That is the hand.
3: ultimate level of petty uh, in the rivalry. So uh, a split in the series between Alabama and Auburn. Uh, maybe they'll meet in the rubber match in the SEC tournament. But uh, Alabama loses to Auburn. It seemed like a kind of a bounce back for Auburn. And uh, you were having to pay the tax, but it didn't end up mattering. They ended up closing minus six, also in the SEC tonight. Tennessee, easy winner over LSU. Uh, minus 14, it's like, man, that looks like a big number. But LSU just hasn't been able to compete with those elite teams. They got blown out at Auburn. They got blown out at Alabama and get blown out again by uh, Tennessee tonight. Tennessee, uh, see if they they had that loss to South Carolina at home last week. Then they go beat the Wildcats on the road on Saturday. So, Tennessee, you know, Dalton Connect has made a huge difference for that team. They actually have somebody who can make shots, and Tennessee hadn't had that in a few years, and that's what's gotten them bounced from the NCAA tournament.
4: Balls are legit. I mean, you look at the top of the SEC, and I'm going to say Tennessee right now, you look at the standings. You got Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee. You know, Kentucky's probably a tier below. SEC's legit. I, how many teams are going to be putting the tournament out of that conference? You think seven or eight? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight. South Carolina. I, I, I should mention South so. Carolina South Carolina is a team that uh, we don't talk about enough. And uh, the Gamecocks actually won in Knoxville about a week ago, right?
3: They did, and and they've already got twenty wins right now. So Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, uh, Florida. I think you would have to consider uh, uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss could be a bubble team. Texas A&M, Texas, Texas A&M could be another bubble team as least, well.
4: I would say, okay, at least eight for, from the SEC. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good fringe teams out of that conference, too. like Chris Beard and Ole Miss, they don't have a lot of big-time wins. Yeah. Think Ole Miss is definitely a tournament team right now?
3: Uh, I don't know about definite. I think they'd be the on the bubble, lo- though. The
4: record looks good, but there's not a lot to it. They
3: could use another, like, uh, those signature wins.
4: That loss at home uh, last weekend, uh, Auburn was one of those that Ole Miss could have used. Yeah, and they were know? and
3: they were up, and then all of a sudden that got that got that way out of hand. Yeah, they got way out of hand in the second half. So uh, uh, SEC, Big Twelve, and SEC, I think, have been the clear best two conferences this year.
4: Yeah, Big East is pretty good, and uh, we know which conferences are the worst. I would say the Pac-12. Yes and the uh, acc yes even though i still give carolina duke you know a couple other teams out of the acc a chance to win some games in the tournament mm-hmm. i'm not going to say they're hopeless
3: speaking of the big east uh, halftime uh, up in providence creating 33 to 31 over the friars Creighton minus a half for the second half 74 and a half the second half total this line did close to Creighton uh, trying to get up off the deck after they had a long winning streak, got snapped by Butler at home, uh, gave UConn a pretty solid game last night. So this Big East has been very competitive this year, with the exception of especially DePaul. And Georgetown maybe every once every few games will compete, but they've had a rough go of it, and they had a, a rough go of it tonight, even though they did cover at Seton Hall, losing by six.
4: The worst teams in college basketball out of power conferences this season in terms of point differential in the second half. Paul and Michigan. Yeah. And the Wolverines take down Wisconsin tonight. Third straight loss for the Badgers. Played five overnight, bet up to minus eight. And uh, Whiskey goes down by four, 72-68. And that's a costly loss. I, I Basically, Wes, at this point, I think the Big Ten title race is going to come down to Purdue and Illinois. Because whiskey, whiskey, by losing three in a row with a month to go, is basically taking itself out of it.
3: Yeah. the, the Purdue, uh, you know, and, and I think has been – We felt like Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin uh, were the top three because Michigan State got up to that such slow start, and then they lose last night at Minnesota. Minnesota right now is number four. In the Big Ten, uh, tied with the uh, Purple Cats and Northwestern. Who, Oh, by the way, they're up 28-15 to 15 early on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska's six 6-6, and six, kind of right in that middle. So you've got that pecking order, I think, of Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin. And I'd put Northwestern as a clear four. And then you've got a whole muck of teams. Minnesota, Michigan State, Nebraska, Indiana, Iowa, Maryland. All right there. And it's like a couple of those teams are going to make it, but not all of them are going to get the benefit of the doubt come Selection Sunday.
4: Speaking of the Big Ten, the Purple Cats off to a good start. They were five to six-point favorites tonight against Nebraska. 30-15 to with nine minutes to go before the half. Northwestern on top of Nebraska. In the uh, Pac-12, Stanford, UCLA have uh, tipped off. I think we got about six minutes to go Mm -hmm. and a half there. Stanford 25-22, is that what you got? Yeah, yeah,
3: and and, and UCLA, I'll say something for UCLA. They're not great, and they're still not great offensively, but they've been a lot better of late. They've they've really been a lot better because, uh, you know, Mick Cronin I don't think is – over managing the offense shall we say he's letting dylan andrews uh handle the point you know run a little bit
4: micromanaging yes he would um, micromanage like every pass and every possession yeah
3: now he's letting dylan andrews go off you know the, the high ball screen and create a little bit off the dribble uh because they're running more of that now because that's their best way to score the defense has been solid for ucla all year but the first meeting against Stanford at pauley that Stanford won, I think it was 59-53, if I recall, low-scoring game, .78 points per possession, which is paltry uh, offensively. And meanwhile, Stanford only had .87. So, you know, UCLA is still really good defensively, but we'll see if they can go on a late run. They've got a lot of bad losses, though. They're still a team that I think probably needs to win the conference tournament. The final Pac-12 tournament, by the way, that's going to be here at T-Mobile Arena in March.
4: Well, UCLA, in one stretch loss, eight of nine games, and one of the losses was 90-44 to 44 at
3: Utah. Oh, yeah, that was rock bottom. and That's, like, that's wow. one of the worst losses in that program's history. It has to be. But ever since then, they've won five of six and actually probably could have won six of six because they had Arizona on the ropes <laughs> at McHale and I think really kind of let them back in the game and just couldn't finish them off. But 11-11 and 11 team, Got to win out you know got to win most of your games down the stretch and probably make some real noise here in the pac-12 tournament for any chance in that large i think in the well, pac-12 i don't know about that large you, gotta, yeah, you gotta
4: win the pac-12 well tournament. yeah
3: they're, they're absolutely gonna have to i think they're right now i would say two teams, two teams that i would say are looking pretty good for the for the big dance in the pac-12 and that's arizona colorado washington state oregon utah all have chances All still have at an at-large. Joe
4: Linardi right now, I think he's got Colorado as one of the first four out. Right. Uh, anyway, also tonight in the Pac-12, USC is at Cal. And uh, the Golden Bears, two-and-a-half-point favorites, total of uh, 148 and a half. I did not play anything in that game. That's at 8 p.m. Pacific, that tip. in Berkeley, and uh, we have Loyola and USD. San Diego, the home. Dog tonight catching three and a half here at Circuit. The number is four, total 146 and a half. That game tips in about 25 minutes in San Diego. Did, uh, Anything for you on those last two games? No, board?
3: no, nothing for me. Did David Dineen, uh weigh in on any of the West Coast action?
4: I'm not sure if he played that Loyola-San Diego game or not. Loyola's so, gotten the money, record.
3: and that's not surprising because I think that they're a little bit better team than San Diego, but they, they have not been playing well. Of late, Uh, these teams in the middle of the WCC just haven't shown much in these games.
4: David Deneen is a contestant in the Circa College Hoops Challenge on Friday nights. We've got a big lineup for the Friday night show. And uh, talk a little bit about that in the final hour tonight. Notre Dame is also playing Duke. And Blue Devils on top 24-13 with seven minutes to go before the half. Duke closed a 17-point favorite, total of 134. And Wes, how about this game out of the SEC? Missouri finally get its first conference win? The Tigers, five-and-a-half-point home dogs tonight, trail Texas A&M 22-20.
3: Yeah, and Texas A&M might not want to drop that game because they've got really good wins this year if you look at Texas A&M's resume. That Iowa State win down in Orlando and that uh, Thanksgiving holiday tournament that they played at Wild World of Sports uh, is good. The Kentucky win obviously, the Florida win, but they've also lost at Arkansas. Uh, Yeah, you know, and uh, some of their other non-conference wins they thought were going to be big wins like Ohio State, Penn State, uh, not ended up making a difference. So A&M doesn't want to lose this one on the road, but hard to believe Mizzou winless in the SEC. Speaking
4: of games you don't want to lose on the road, Mitch Moss texted me and said, what do you think Wisconsin's seed ceiling is? This is an embarrassing loss for the Badgers, and that's three in a row. And Wisconsin was in line for maybe a two or three seed. What's the seed ceiling now for Wisconsin? Do you think three or four? I
3: think the ceiling is still a four-protected seed, but I think if the draw were made today, they might be a five.
4: Can't get any higher than a three at this point, I would think. No. After three straight bosses. All right, quick break. We got NBA. We got golf. We got Super Bowl to talk about. To wrap up the first hour, it's VSIN Super Week, the Esports Betting Network.
0: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
3: This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: Never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a vSEN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. Don't wait. Download the DK Sportsbook app now. Use code vSEN when you sign up. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet now. You can see this on DraftKings today. One of the props, which position will win Super Bowl MVP? Obviously quarterback. Is the favorite, Wes, and um, that's no surprise. Yeah. Quarterback is the odds-on favorite at minus two sixty-five. If you think it's going to be a running back, plus three eighty. That's uh, you're looking at Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, wide receiver eight to one, tight end nine to one. You know, I I wouldn't bet this positional uh, prop. I would just uh i would bet the player at better odds that you think is going to be, be yeah a yeah instead I'm of not... betting running back at plus 380 i'll take christian mccaffrey at five to one or exactly
3: yeah. exactly so uh yeah i th- this is uh i mean it's another way to bet but you know not really a lot of value necessarily if you're going to uh uh be betting the the position and it's like with with tight end Look, I guess Kittle could win it, but, but he'd be like the third or fourth down the list for the 49ers, Whereas Kelsey is going to be at least number two behind Mahomes. So I feel like if, if that is still is that still twelve to one out there, I think for Kelsey, then yeah, just bet Travis Kelsey instead of the nine to one. I don't think you're getting that much of an extra value adding Kittle to that and then knocking that down to nine to one.
4: Hey, you look at the position to win MVP: kicker, punter, long snapper, one fifty to one. You know, it, there's a chance Harrison Butker the Chiefs kicker could be MVP of the game. Highly unlikely. But 150 to 1 is not enough to bet that. No. You know, if you go back and think about the uh the Chiefs and their win, uh was it who did the Chiefs beat 26 to 17 when Butker kicked uh, six field goals? Um, uh, in was? the season?
3: Uh 26 Oh, 26, wait, was it the Bengals? That I think was it was Bengals. the Bengals. It was yes. Bengals.
4: Because uh, they ended up playing eight and a half at some spots. Eight, eight and a half, and end up winning that game by nine, 26-17. But Butker kicked six field goals in that game. If something like that played out in the Super Bowl, could he be MVP? Could he kick six field goals? Could be. Could be. I don't, I don't odds. think it's
3: likely, though.
4: Uh, but you can get much better odds on Butker to be MVP than 150-1 to one if you bet that positional yeah. uh, prop. And also offensive lineman, 250-1. to one. Uh yeah. Okay. True odds be much higher than two fifty to one on offense yeah. being MVP.
3: You might as to make that like twenty five hundred to one.
4: All right. Back to uh, NBA. Wes, how much action do you have in the association tonight? We're watching Golden State on the road at Philadelphia right now, and uh, Warriors up nineteen, small favorites on the road tonight, with uh, four minutes to go. Now it's 108-87, Golden State on top of
3: Philly. Yeah, this is a real struggle bus uh, for the uh, Sixers without Embiid tonight. Did not, Jerry, and they're going to be without him for a little while. Warriors 108-87. to 90, or 87, They're trying to get back over 500. Right now they'd be on the outside looking into the play-in, but uh, Kuminga has really kind of emerged of late. He's got 18 tonight. Wiggins, by the way, was back in the lineup tonight. He led all scorers with 21, so... 108-87, to 87. not a lot on sides for me. Uh, I had a, a couple props uh, still pending. Uh, a couple of the finals, though, that we can get to. 114-106, Cavs over the Wizards. Donovan Mitchell with 40 uh, tonight to lead the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers over this hapless Wizards team that I believe is now 9-41. and So uh, uh, Cavs get by the Wizards. Cavs are kind of in that second tier in the East, I think, with Indiana, the Pacers, and the Knicks below the big three. It may end up being a big two, depending on how long Embiid's gonna be out. But one of the big two already fired their coach, Milwaukee, and Milwaukee hadn't been that good with Doc Rivers to start. What a stunner. Yeah. Aren't you shocked by that? Uh,
4: What are you thinking when you hire Doc Rivers as coach? You think he's really gonna turn the thing around?
3: Yeah. Well, well, maybe may, maybe LeBron uh, could have got Darvin Ham fired, that's what and he and
4: waited for, and because because Giannis would have, because wa- that's Giannis's boy. The freak wants Darvin Ham as Bucks coach, and if uh, LeBron gets his way, he's going to throw him under the bus, yeah. and uh, Ham will get fired, and the yeah. Bucks could have hired him instead A- of uh, exactly Doc Rivers.
3: Exactly, uh, Cleveland. By the way, no cover in that win tonight, but do get the win one fourteen. Hey, we got two games
4: tipping off later, Wes. Uh, Clippers five point home favorites against the uh, Pelicans. It's actually opened as high as six and a half. Right now, DraftKings, is five total of a thirds.
3: Zion ruled in, so uh-huh. it dropped about a half a point tonight. And uh, uh, looking at the starting lineups, look like Clippers are all go tonight. Uh, uh, Harden, PG, Kawhi, Terrence Mann, and Zubac. I uh, actually like Kawhi a little bit under 27 uh, and a half points because I think when they all play together, he's sometimes the guy that scores a little bit less. When, when they've all been playing together in terms of, of usage and they can bring in Norman Powell off the bench and he's kind of a spot up shooter. So he gets, he gets a lot of minutes. So I think the numbers about right, but, but I think, uh, you know, Kawhi under uh, certainly would make sense in this one as the uh, uh, Pelicans in good shape uh, for the playoffs, but the Clippers look, I know JVT has been touting them here on our network and he's been proven right so far. Cause uh Clippers now 34 and
4: 15. The Pistons on the road tonight in Sacramento, and that number is Kings minus thirteen and a half. Total of uh, a 239. And Westside totals come down a little bit overnight from two forty-four.
3: Yeah, looking uh, if there's any injury, uh, Cade Cunningham uh, not going to go, so that that's a reason why uh, this has uh, gone up. I don't have a, uh, I don't have final lineups uh, yet. The uh, uh, Pistons did acquire uh, Simone Fontecchio. Uh, from the Jazz has been a nice uh, bench score for those guys. Uh, by the way, trade deadline is tomorrow. I feel like a lot of the big moves have already been made, you know, with Dan and Obi being traded a few weeks ago, with Siakam being traded, but we never know. Uh, we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. It no, seems last like...
4: Night. I think it was last night we were outside the studio after the show talking with uh, Scotty Tribucco, and he's a big player here at Circa, and he was saying he thinks his trade deadline is going to be wild.
3: I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't really heard any a lot a lot of the big rumors because it seemed like the long rumor trades have already been made so you know perhaps I'm wrong that this is going to be a little bit wilder but uh, would lean a little bit Pistons here I mean no Cade Cunningham but this is one of those games where you get a team Sacramento off a successful road trip back east first game home against kind of a a circuit you know a nondescript shall we say opponent with the uh, Detroit Pistons at six and 43. So I, I kind of feel like maybe the Pistons might be right here. But they're going to have to do it without Cunningham.
4: That's tough to do it. I, I can't bet the Pistons without Cunningham. He's way too important to the offense.
3: Clippers, by the way, <laughs> off, off that uh, long road trip as well. Uh, so uh, line has gone down, though, with uh, Zion being ruled in tonight.
4: I almost put my first NBA play of the season up on the v Pro page today. I was going to bet the Warriors overnight. I thought this was a good spot with all the negativity swirling around that team catching the Sixers without MB. Didn't do it, didn't bet it, and should have. Uh, they're up big tonight in Philly, but that's all we've got in the NBA board. Wes, it's super Week, Super Bowl in Vegas. We've got a lot of friends and celebrities stopping by, waving mm-hmm. at us through the mm-hmm. window during the show. You just mentioned something. You said Wilder. I just looked at there. Was that Gene Wilder? <laughs> see that guy? I did not. Oh, okay. I did
3: not. You see all kind of characters down here, though.
4: Standing right outside the door looking at us, and I thought that was mm-hmm. Gene Wilder. Maybe not. Uh, let's go back to College Hoops. Duke tonight a 17-point favorite over Notre Dame. That's 33-23. We're headed to the half. Are we at the half yet? A Cameron Indoor tonight?
3: We are not yet at right. the half, I believe. Uh, 33-23, though, uh, looks like that is going to be our score, but uh, hasn't bounced to the top yet on my uh, on my Don Best screen. So... Duke was uh, laying, what, 16 and a half, 17. So first half looks like it's going to be a push. I think they were pretty much laying 10 across the board. And the reason why is because I think Notre Dame covers here at the end. They get a late bucket. Uh, I am showing 33 to 25. Yeah, Braden Shrewsbury, the son of uh, head coach Micah Shrewsbury, gets fouled with one seconds left, cans both foul shots.
4: All right. I want to talk about this Nebraska Northwestern game here as we wrap up the hour because I did put up a uh, bet this and put up a V-SIM Pro play on over 143 in Nebraska Northwestern. There was 142 and a halfs out there, but I said I'm not always going to try to post the best number because uh, 143 is the more uh, consensus number on the total. West again, the market moved against me on a Northwestern mm-hmm. game over the total, and it closed 142, and I can't quite figure out why. That number was moving down overnight. So the over had a hit in 10 straight Northwestern games going into tonight. And the over was 11-1 and one in Nebraska's last 12 games. And for some reason, Sharp Money was shading the under wow. in this meeting tonight in Evanston.
3: And we did talk about this in a preview last night. When you get two teams that have played a lot of high-energy games, that have played overtime games, or played really close uh, nip-and-tuck games like Nebraska did at Illinois late— you, you, you don't always have the energy every single time out. And it takes more energy to play defense than it does offense. So, uh, looks like a uh, high scoring game, at least so far. 46 30, Nebraska 13 to zip points off turnovers, or excuse me, Northwestern with that advantage. Headed
4: toward 80 points in the first half in this game between the Cornhuskers and the Purple Cats. Uh, let's break into the first hour. We got David Bierman. A pro football network in studio next.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York city featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool.